Oh man, it's the podcast about exploring abandoned places. Let's get into it. This is No Tracers. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. What's going on, guys? My name is Kay, just the letter K, and I am your host here on the podcast. This is No Tracers. It's a show all about exploring abandoned places, the thing we all love to do dearly. Thank you for tuning into this episode of No Tracers. If you don't know who I am, if you've never heard my voice before, well, I am Kay. I'm known as No Tracers, No Dot Tracers on Instagram. That's where you can find me if you're interested in checking out some of my photography or video work. I post a lot of reels because I, I am a videographer, so I like to put the reels on the page. But this episode is exciting. I am speaking with Morgan NLL. If you don't know who she is, go check her out on Instagram. She is a super cool explorer from the Pennsylvania area, and we are going to be diving into her love of lovers resorts. Amongst other types of abandoned places that she's explored since about 2015. She's got a couple crazy close call stories and I'm excited for you guys to hear them. Before we get into the episode, there's a few things I got to mention to you. First of all, if you're new to the podcast and you like the show, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. I noticed that like 87% of the people that listen to this show are not subscribed, which is like devastating to me. So if you like the show, please subscribe. Episodes come out every single Friday. You'll get notified when they come out. It would mean a lot to me. It helps the podcast grow in the society and culture section of uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you do want to support the podcast, please subscribe. If you are a veteran listener, please leave a rating and feedback on the show. It helps us grow and it helps, again, it helps us with the ratings. It helps us get new listeners just like you. And it would mean a lot to me if you supported the podcast in those various ways. If you guys are looking for urban exploring gear, I am going to be updating my gear list for you. So be sure to check out notracers.com. I have a gear list up there currently. Uh, you can also check the link in the description to my beacons.ai link. Uh, the top link on there is actually an urbex gear list. It will take you straight to the blog post where I talk about the gear that I use. So if you're interested in that, definitely check that out. Otherwise, if you want to support the podcast in other ways, you can pick up one of my photography books. You can do a lot of different things, photo prints. I have merchandise. I have all kinds of stuff for you guys on notracers.com. Go check out the site. Have a have a look-see, and if you like anything, pick something up. Lastly, I got to thank our partner, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, it is canned water. They have still sparkling and flavored water. Water's good for you. Drink more of it, guys. I actually need to drink more water as well. So I'm going to, my, my New Year's resolution is going to be drink more freaking water. Uh, if you want to get a discount on a case of Liquid Death Mountain Water, go to liquiddeath.com and use promo code just the letter K. You'll get 10% off your order. And yeah, you can drink more water with me. Let's do that this next year. Appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode with Morgan and LL. Let's get into it. Morgan, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. 
Hi, uh, everybody. My name's Morgan, um, known on Instagram as Morgan NLL. Um, I've been exploring abandoned places since approximately around like high school era, I'd say end of high school, early college. So 2015, 2016. Um, I started off, I'm, I'm from PA. I'm on the outskirts of Philadelphia, um, which is a major city in Pennsylvania, as most of you probably all know. Um, I started exploring in 2015 when I found out about all these amazing like northern lovers resorts and I was just taken aback. Um, my mom actually introduced me to exploring. She never really did any like illegal exploring herself. Um, she's she's tried and she's dabbled here and there, but she she mostly does kind of like tours, but all of the stuff that um, I do, uh, she kind of built me up to kind of know uh, to get into it all. And so she kind of pointed me in the direction of these lovers resorts up in the Poconos. And I was probably maybe like 17 at the time. And I took um, a couple of my friends up. Uh, We all had no idea what we were doing or what we were getting into. And I just remember... Um, pulling the car off to the side of the road when we arrived at this one resort. It's uh, since burnt down and it's uh, barely barely there. Maybe like one building is left, uh, sadly. Um, but, oh man, I was just taken aback by it. And, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't know all these rules, like where to park the car, like that you have to like walk, you have to be like kind of like suspicious in a way. And I had no idea going into this, any of that. So we parked the car in the very front of this building. And honestly, we got pretty lucky um, because we spent hours there. We spent an entire day there. And it was like middle of summer. It was July. I was just drenched in sweat. My friends were all sweaty. And we had never done anything like this before. And I just fell in love with it, like right off the bat. I uh, I wanted more. I was craving more, so I started hitting spot after spot up in northern PA, um, and they were all all of them were like lovers' resorts, and I I just fell in love with the hobby after that. Um, it's just been great ever since. Um. I I just loved Northern Pennsylvania. And over the years, I ended up um, going to school after uh, high school, going to college. And I kind of dropped off. I would go exploring every now and again. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really shoot anything. And not that I even shot anything back in the days when I did the lovers resorts either. I took a picture here, a picture there, all came out pretty blurry. I have very few pictures from that era of my life. And um, honestly, very few pictures from 2015 up until I discovered the Instagram aspect of things, which was around, I'd say like 2019. Um, My page, the Morgan NLL page that I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast started when I was in actually 
I'd say middle school. I'd say it was like when Instagram first came out, I got that Instagram and fortunate for me, I, I haven't had any any issues with hackers or anything like that. I never lost the page. So I actually ended up archiving all of my personal, uh, most of my personal stuff from over the years and kind of making it mostly a primarily like a abandoned uh, page. But that didn't start until around like 2019, even, even I'd say 2020. I didn't get a camera until like 2020. And even till this day, I have no idea how to use the thing. Um, <laughs> no idea. Wow. Um, I love that you have this like passion for exploring more so than like the photography. Cause you know, some people are, you know, photographers first and then they like get into the hobby. But I, I love that you're like, like a, I want to say like a homegrown explorer, like your, your mom got you into it and then you fell in love with it further and you weren't, it sounds like you weren't necessarily in it for like the growing an Instagram or like the clout aspect of it. Like so many n newer explorers are, I think that's super cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, I, I would say so myself. Um, I actually went out, uh, last weekend with a couple friends and, uh, one of my friends showed me, um, he's a Baltimore explorer. He showed me a really, really cool spot and, my camera wasn't working, like, the, the lighting was just bad. I didn't bring my tripod, which I'm very notorious for doing. Um, so it was just, the sun was setting, it was getting dark, and I got back home, and I looked at my shots, and I was like, damn, when's the next time I can even go to this place to, like, even get, like, a cool shot? Uh, because they all came out so blurry, so dark. Mm -hmm. But I just had a better time, honestly, just meeting that Baltimore friend and spending time with my friends than I did worrying about getting the right shot, even though I was pretty disappointed when I got home, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like, I just I just did a Explorer in Alabama. I drove, like, 12 hours in a day. You know, I drove five hours down. We drove around for, like, two, three hours until the sunset and then drove five hours back to Nashville and we hit we got in to one location we were exploring all day oh, wow. and we only got into one location and i was like you know i could have been like pissed about it but like mm -hmm. we had such a good time like the conversations were amazing just the camaraderie was amazing and being around other explorers is so fulfilling and it like fills me up you know so it's like it's not even always about getting those photos getting the like best you know captures or whatever it's it's more about the community aspect of it and i i'm sure you agree with that yeah definitely i actually have two uh stories that kind of tie in with uh what we're talking about here yeah. the first one being um i want to shout out my friend uh slipknot lover uh dell um her and i have had explorers with the is my friend matt and her uh uh dell's fiance drew and we just, we drove up to New York. It's about like three hours and we, we aimed to hit a spot or two and we ended up with like nothing. We, we didn't hit anything that day, but I think that just that conversation aspect, as you were saying, just talking to them for hours upon hours, like a whole day in the car and get like really getting to know them and just like chat. It was just like a perfect memory regardless of if we hit anything. And then the other story is I'm going to shout out exploring with Tyler. He actually, the first time him and I hung out, we went to um, 
it's a famous mansion in the Philly area. Um, and we went and we pre-dawned it. Uh, first time meeting Tyler. And I was so flustered because my camera wasn't working. I had an older camera and it wasn't working. And I was like, this is a spot I've been trying to hit since years, like since 2015, like years and years since since I knew about it. Um, it's it's a spot my mom actually really was obsessed with. And uh, uh, one maybe one day I would take her if if the opportunity ever came. But I don't I don't know about that right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we we got in there, and I the camera wasn't working. I didn't have a tripod, so Tyler actually let me use his camera. But I don't think uh, I had we either of us had a tripod. I'm not sure at the time. I just remember I, I had no access to a tripod. My camera wasn't working. I shot it on a camera I was unfamiliar with, and you should have seen me. It's, it's it's a funny memory at this point. Like my shots, some of them are usable, some of them bl- are blurry. I mean, hell, it, all of them are blurry. Probably <laughs> in all honesty, that's kind of my notorious thing: the blurry shots. But um, we uh. We were trying to figure out every way we could shoot this place. We're balancing the camera on the light light post. <laughs> we're doing it on the on the table, on the ground, like on the railing, like anything we could put the camera down on that it was still and could maybe take a picture. We were trying that and I think that was just probably one of the goofiest things I've ever done to get a picture and I continue doing that to this day because I don't bring my tripod ever like if you ask anybody they'll know that I just don't want to bring it I just think it's just as rewarding as it is for that shots for the shots I like still feel like there's that aspect of me as we said that like doesn't really care that much about the shots for the most part and part of me that that does, but I, I'd rather just not have the extra luggage when going to certain places. Because if you have to run or you have to climb, uh, take it's like, oh, here, let me take my camera off the tripod, or let me like put away the tripod, or let me have this extra huge bulky thing in my arm. And I'd rather just not deal with that and just kind of have like it's already pretty stressful yeah. to an to a degree exploring. And then just having an added weight on your shoulders. Maybe I'll get a mini one. Who knows? Maybe I'll never use it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the tripod thing, like, you know, I, I had one with me this weekend and we had to go through, like, the forest. Like, we had to go through, like, shrubbery, like, vines and thorns and, like, all this <laughs> shit. And I was the only one with a backpack. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why am I carrying <laughs> all this shit and we didn't even get into the place. Like we get up on the porch of the place and the neighbors like across the way heard us and they were like, y'all better get out of that house. <laughs> we were like, fuck. Oh, that's the so we worst. Had to bail, but like, you're right. Like the extra luggage, like, hold on, please don't chase me yet. I have to take my camera off the tripod and put it in my bag and then strap my tripod on. So <laughs> if you just give me like two seconds and then you can chase me. Like it's right. not, it's exactly. not worth it. It's not worth it. And I'm the same way. I'll use like the floor or a railing or like anything else to like prop up my my camera if I need a steady shot you know so I I'm the same way with you there like the one time I brought like a tripod was this weekend and I was like this is stupid 
Never again. Right? It makes you never want to bring again. it again. Never again. It <laughs> never has again. a place. Just got to be innovative. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you got to have more more fun with it. Um, have you ever actually like gotten permission to explore any spots? Um, I got to think. Um, I can think off of the top of my head that I've gotten permission to shoot active churches off the top of my head. They're not abandoned. But I honestly, oh, well, actually, yes, yes, I have technically. There's, um, my friend Matt actually works at, uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, Crescent, uh, sanatorium. Oh, yeah. In prison. It's, uh, in Western Pennsylvania. And it's a former, um, uh, prison and state hospital. And they run tours. And, uh, I, that's like, the go-to place for me like Matt work my friend works there so if I ever want something to do on a weekend uh, I'll join him with going up there and exploring and like taking pictures and um, just getting into some type of havoc up there so that's like one of my favorite places to do legally sure um, but I actually do have a thing for churches active or abandoned and it's like my favorite type of architecture uh, to shoot and um yeah yeah especially on like the, the east that. coast or like up in the northeast the the architecture of the churches is vastly different than it is on the west coast i th- just think that the the eastern half of the country has like cooler architecture and like obviously older architecture just because like it's older <laughs> but yeah. yeah i feel the same way you know uh, i love churches i love and like asylums hospitals bigger bigger things like that like this past weekend we were doing a bunch of houses and I don't really do houses because like one you never really know if they're abandoned because like somebody could very especially the part of the country we were in like somebody could very well live in some of these places it was just like the disgruntled part of the country I would say you know it's just (laughs) like kind of sketchy so um yeah it's I I love that everybody has their like favorite type of thing to explore um can you tell me your most creative entrance into a building? Oh, man, this is actually kind of recent. Um, I do have two stories about this. Actually, three. Right. <laughs> so my most like creative, hard entrance was um, back in high school, actually. This is actually a whole story. Speaking of my mom earlier, um, I remember I got together this big group of people from high school like it was probably like 10 of us we were we were young we were stupid we had no idea any of these rules or anything we dressed in all black we had eye black on um we looked like we were about to play football or something it was ridiculous and we parked the car i swear to you like seven miles away oh, no and hiked through like the tre- I, th- I thought I was going to war it was like we were going through the trenches I think I was covered up to my waist in mud we were hiking up these huge hills it was like a whole production and it was like late at night it was like nine nine o'clock I think the whole expedition was anywhere between like nine o'clock to like 3 a.m we were going to this asylum and it, there was 10 of us. We were rowdy. I don't know how we didn't get caught. I don't know how we <laughs> didn't get caught. It was like active security. It was actually pretty like they, they watched it pretty well. And we just climbed. I climbed up to like a 
two-story window via a person and a railing. So I was like on my friend's shoulders to get up to this railing, standing on it and getting dragged in by another friend through the window. And then we like tunneled through all the buildings. And I just remember like telling my mom, like, I'm going to go out to this state hospital tonight to explore it with like all my friends. And she was like, as like supportive as she is and was about all that, she was just like, she knew the place and was like, no, you're not. (laughs) Nope. And I was like, but like, you know, like being 17 year old years old, you're like, please don't embarrass she's me like, in front of no. my friends <laughs> right she, I, she, I was like dead set on doing this and she's like nope and I just remember I'm like all right we're gonna go see the spider-man movie instead I think that's a good idea and we ended up going to the to the state hospital <laughs> obviously and I remember my mom used to be like you know those memes where they say uh, back in the day when you get a phone call from your parents and you'd be like three towns yeah, over yeah. and nowhere even near. It was like that. Like I was in the middle of this asylum. We were up in like an attic area and my phone goes off and my mom's like, let me see the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So so my friend took his phone out and put like a picture Shut of Spider-Man. <laughs> on it yeah and it was so dark in the asylum that like when i took the picture of his phone it almost gave the illusion that there was a uh, a movie screen oh my God. in the background but it was really his phone screen so i'm happy we didn't get caught that night because um a little 12th grade me would have been in deep trouble for sure yeah you're gonna be in <laughs> trouble now when she hears this podcast and figures out the truth <laughs> oh she knows everything nowadays yeah she knows everything she wants to join in on stuff and i get to the point where there's certain places that like are super high risk and i'll just text her beforehand i'm like i'm in this state i'm in this location if you get a call like i'm in jail (laughs) like i have i have certain people's like certain places i go to or have gone to i will write people's phone numbers on my hand to call like, because I don't have anybody's numbers memorized. Sure. I have, like, a couple friends' phone numbers, my mom, my boyfriend, like, a bunch of stuff. So, no, like, no. oh, man. I've never been, like, arrested, knock on wood. But, like, do they let you go through your phone to get a contact? Because nobody knows anyone's number. Like, nobody knows. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm Now in I this day and age. Somebody, somebody that's been arrested in a bando incident, please comment somewhere and let me know if you get access to your yeah. phone to make a phone call or if you just are, are yeah. screwed. <laughs> I think you got that one phone call for yeah. sure when you get, like, hauled in. I would hope, yeah. honestly. <laughs> sure. But, like, knock on wood, I've never been arrested. I, I have crazy stories about getting caught, but... Uh, luckily for me, never arrested. I hope it stays that way. For sure. Yeah, same. I've definitely but. been caught a couple times, but uh, same here. Like, hopefully, it doesn't go any further than getting yelled at by a property owner or security guard. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, I actually had a crazy, um, almost getting caught story in Ohio. Actually, a mo- about a month ago with my friend Matt. And uh, I, I've posted a little bit about it in, uh, like, a caption or something here and there on Snapchat. I was talking about it, and everybody gets a kick out of this. Um, so we were going to this abandoned mall, 
and we go in through the back and we see somebody inside and of course me being like not logical at all was like hmm that's probably another explorer why would i ever think it was like security sure. or somebody that was like working the mall like it, it was fully abandoned but i think they were like just taking everything out of it or doing some type of indoor work yeah. so it did turn out to be a worker and we thought it was a perfect idea to just we're already in we're gonna keep running around we're gonna take our shots and then we're gonna be out so as we're taking our shots we hear these sirens and you know like there's been times I've been in abandoned places where I'll hear sirens outside. It's it's nothing. It's just like the world around sure. you. And that's what I brushed it off to be. And then we hear the sirens cut off. And I'm still in a very calm manner here. And I'm like, hmm, all right. I look at Matt and we're like, hmm, that's weird. But I think we're fine. So we start navigating near where the food court of the mall is, which is like one of the main things I wanted to see at the spot. I have my camera literally lifted up in the air to take the shot. I didn't get the chance to click the button before Matt goes, come over here, get over here now. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I run back to where he is. He tells me that the guy who was working there made eye contact with him <laughs> And at that point, we're running. Like, we are running. And as soon as we go to, like, where we need to go to get out, the guy is, like, right around the corner. Oh so Matt thought it was a perfect idea to go to it, the other end of the mall and try and find an exit. We're And we are not finding an exit. So, you know, in like malls where you walk in and they have like those doors that just open up automatically and then there's like a little glass lobby and then more glass doors that open up yeah so we were pushing on like the exit to the like glass doors and matt was in such a panic mode that as he turned around he sprinted like full force into glass oh. into the glass door luckily nothing shattered and he was fine but like we laugh about it because i i i joke with him i'm like matt you're like a bird hitting a window <laughs> at that point like it was just crazy and i just look at him i'm like get it together oh and so we just end up running out the way we came in past the guy i was running so fast i didn't look back like i didn't even care to know like i had no idea if the guy was chasing after us or what yeah. but we ran all the way back to the car and we were like all right let's drive around the front of the mall see like what the like if there were cops out there like what what's up with this like maybe the guy called and the cops were surrounded at the front of the building <laughs> and we're like oh my god we had new york plates Yo. this was ohio and so we drive past the front and I guess, I mean, I'm sure the guy in the mall gave a description of what we sure. looked like he saw us. And the cop pulls out right behind us as we drive past. And I'm just like, Matt, keep going, keep going. And luckily, the cop turned his lights on and went right back to the mall. Wow. And we got away. I was so nervous. It was just it was just a sequence of events for sure. Wow. Yeah. The, like the getaway stories are some of my favorites because like it's rare that we, you know, have them. And so 
getting to hear those just gets me all like hyped up to like go explore some more and like maybe almost yes. get caught. <laughs> I don't know. I know. That's how I felt. Crazy. I felt that way too. Matt, not so much. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, uh, I'm taking a little bit of a, a, a small break from some riskier spots. I think he has a little bit of a uh, PTSD for now for sure. from <laughs> from the uh, from the mall scenario, but yeah. it was wild. It was wild. Um, that but that's probably not one of my. That's probably one of my crazier getting almost caught stories. But I have a one from the Poconos actually um, at one of the uh, lovers resorts. Um, it's like a notorious spot where people just stay away from. I don't think I've seen somebody explore this spot for like a couple years. Like it's never posted, um, maybe like two or three years. I'd say it's not, it's rarely posted. It's rarely talked about, um, because there's this guy who owns it and I think he has trail cameras Mm. or something, but he like scares off trespassers with like a huge rifle and he like carries it around with him and everybody's so scared of getting shot by this guy Mm -hmm. and i just remember like hiding from him years and years and years ago like through the woods and like i i escaped like he knew we were there because we were stupid and we parked our car up in the front and he just ha- he just knew that people were on his property and he had his gun with him and we just like went right out the back and like didn't look back and i haven't been back since and i'm dying to go back i would love to go back and i'm just nervous because pennsylvania is like a stand your ground yeah. state and it just i don't know i don't i don't really know yeah i definitely i, I guess it's like it. <laughs> It's not worth it, but it's just like one of those places that just is top of the <laughs> list. It's it's so stupid. It's such a dinky little spot, but I'm like, I, I just really want to go. There's like this one little retro bar, and I like I would just go just to like see this retro bar yeah. set up, and that that's it. Like, I just I just want to cross it off my list, but I know the second I step back foot on that property, I'm gonna just have these thoughts of this guy with the gun, and I'm just gonna be so nervous. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Speaking of, uh, you you said that your friend was like, I'm gonna take a break from the higher risk stuff. Has anything ever made you want to like stop exploring or take a break? Um, yeah, I actually have been like not going out currently as much as I usually do. Um, There's like certain spots that will just get me into a rut or um, like instances like the mall. Like I, I was fine with the mall. Like it kind of made me want to do things more, but there's certain stuff that I'll try. Like there's like a hospital that I've been wanting to try that I got an invite, uh, or I rather just made plans with a couple friends to go to recently, and I got called uh, into work instead, like instead of going out that day on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I think it just—I mean, my friends were successful in doing it, but like, there's just certain spots that kind of make me think twice. Like, if I have a plan for them or if I successfully do it or even if I just, like, 
chicken out, um, which is okay sometimes. Yeah. Um, I have to do it because I just think I don't want to financially get myself in a rut. Like power plants will freak me out. Sure. Like after a power plant, I'll get really nervous or like leading up to a power plant plan, I'll get really nervous because I just think of the difference between like a house or like like a resort. I'm like, that's a property owner. But if you think on a larger scale of like a power plant, that's like a federal like charge and actually can be seen as like a terroristic charge, which I didn't know about up until like this year. So I got really, I get really nervous with that. Like state hospitals, schools, those are the ones that kind of, once I hit them or if I like plan on hitting them, I get really, really nervous about and kind of feel like I need to cool it for a little bit because I mean, I feel like I'm the cat that has like a certain amount of lives and using using them up the riskier spots I go to. Yeah. There's actually a spot I went to. I I tried it. It was a place I've had since since it a bit like since it was abandoned. Like since it was a kid, I've always wanted to even like look at this. Like even before I even knew what exploring was, I just wanted to see it for myself, see it with my own eyes, and that's um the famous six flags in new orleans yeah yeah i went down there um partially with the intention of um hitting it and partially with just i want to have a fun vacation down there i want to see what it's all about so um i just remember like being so ill prepared to hit it and just like not really knowing what's going on and just knowing that like so many people I know have got caught mm-hmm. there. I have, I've had a group of friends get their got guns pulled on them there. And then you you think of the wildlife, like the oh, yeah. alligators, the boars, and stuff like that. And I just it was such a spot that like made my heart like it's like that resort that I was telling you about with the bar. I'm like it's that's on the same scale as Six Flags. It's like the spot that like just really gets me excited Mm. it gets me like I would do anything to like be able to do this successfully and it I just went down there and I didn't hit it because I felt like the odds were just so against me and I didn't want to miss a flight home because I was in New Orleans jail (laughs) it just uh but it's that's definitely something I've always wanted to see but for right now uh, I don't know when or if I'll ever get to it. I, I would love to, but there's just certain spots in like certain things that just make me think twice. I mean, it's a, it's fun. It's fun doing this as a hobby. It's fun seeing the unknown and spots you really want to see. But I often lately, especially have been thinking to myself, I'm like, is it worth the legal repercussions or is it worth the financial, especially financial repercussions um and how much trouble you can get into like i think the six flags i read online like it was a couple grand of a fine plus i think jail time if they really wanted to throw the book at you for that it's pretty crazy i was like not worth it yeah i was like it's not worth like all the money that i'd have to shell out to the money that I don't have to want to put towards a fine. I mean, hell, I hate even getting a $15 parking (laughs) ticket, let alone like a 10 grand fine for breaking and entering. Yeah, no, exactly. I totally agree with that. You know, some places are just, uh, 
fantasy spots really because like that's all we can do is just fantasize about maybe one day seeing them and you know it's not always going to be worth it to go um can you share your scariest exploration hmm i think i think it has to be that story with the the owner with the gun um the area i was at was kind of like just kind of like dingy and like middle of the woods and kind of scary and it was a place that I really I mean it was a a time and a place in my life where I really felt that um I had no idea what I was doing I was going with people who like didn't know what they were doing I was the leader of the expedition because it was before I really was on Instagram Um, and like met all the connections and the friends that I've met through um, Instagram that do know what they're doing and we just went in there blind and we were in a cabin when we uh, and we were just about to walk out of the cabin into the main buildings and we were kind of we weren't too loud but we were like loud enough where it was kind of kind of scary and at he was like right out front of the cabin we were walking out and luckily he didn't see us and we just walked right back into the cabin and we saw the gun at his side and I was just like I had never like even heard of or even like nowadays we hear of crazy stories about cops chasing you or like all of these insane stories of property owners and stuff like that but at the time I really I had no idea, um, like, the trouble and, like, I could get into. It was it was different. It was a different feeling than I've ever gotten when it comes to, like, um, getting caught by, like, security oh, yeah. or the cops. Because you think, okay, like, you're going to cuff me, like, take me to jail, yeah. like that's the worst that can happen like deal with all of that type of stuff but like the the gun thing i was like wow like if this guy it was pa so if this guy really felt like he was defending himself he i mean yeah, he, he could have yeah dang yeah and that's crazy it was it was crazy um um so switch over to like funny urbex stories like do you have any like funny memories that you can recall yeah, actually, uh, it's it's a funny and painful memory. Okay. <laughs> um, I was exploring this church in upstate New York with um, my friend Faded Afterlife. His name's Colin, and uh, we were. It's it was the smallest fence in the world that you had to get over to get into this church. Um, so I basically I'm five foot tall, so even like for like a a taller person than five foot it's an easy swing of the legs over and you're in but this fence was different than a lot of fences it was pointed like very very pointed at the top and I just remember I like swung my leg over and the pointy part went a place where the pointy part oh, no. should not have gone. And I we're trying to be so quick with it, trying to just hop this fence and go right into the door of the church. And I'm sitting there like fence in between my legs, just like in pain, 
like not moving and Colin's like what are you doing like hurry up and I just like explored the entire in like the church at the time it was probably one of the most beautiful churches I had seen at that at that time in my life abandoned wise and I think as soon as I walked through the door it was just like I was mesmerized by it crazy and just was like didn't even think about the pain (sighs) and then at the end of it I just like the whole rest of the day I was just like oh my god I I literally felt like violated by a fence (laughs) like it was like the most foul ridiculous thing ever it just was awful and then later that day I'm almost sure that like we scoped out this house and Colin looked in the window and I'm pretty sure he saw, like, you know how people joke, like, oh, what if you look in an abandoned house or you walk in on a family eating dinner? But I'm pretty sure he saw, like, a person in the house with their, like, kitchen light on and we're just like, go, go, go. Like, oh, man, like, that's also a big fear of mine, walking into somebody's house. That's why I always like to know of a house or somebody that has done a house before I go to it. I actually have a couple my way that I've been wanting to scope out for a while I have them all pinned up and I'm like I do not want to be the first one to just walk in here like I (laughs) I'm like that then I'll just end up walking in on the family five eating their dinner like I I just don't know it's so crazy to tell oh my god yeah it's nuts like you really never know I've had I've heard many a story on this podcast about people just like walking in on somebody like at their house you know that's why I hate doing houses because like you never know like somebody could live there yeah for sure um if you could live in one of the places you've explored for an entire week which place would it be hmm I would have to go with the giant mansion I I feel I feel safe enough to name drop it. Everybody's heard of it. It's Linwood Hall, okay. the 110 room mansion yeah. um, that has the Titanic ties. Um, I just think there's so many rooms in there that like I wouldn't get bored. <laughs> For sure. I would just like be looking at the beautiful architecture, the paintings mm. or uh, whatever the heck and just like I don't think I'd get sick of it. Yeah. And back in the day, they used to have little guard dogs. So, I mean, years and years ago, I mean, I didn't do it years and years ago, but um, it would be awesome to just, like, cuddle up with a dog for a week. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that place, uh, I've the only stories I've heard about that place is that the dogs are there. I don't know if they're still there, but that's definitely the most of the stories I've heard were always about those dogs. Um, the dogs yeah what do you hope for the future of urban exploring um honestly I hope that everybody like everybody can just be nice to each other and not dramatic and I honestly do think that this hobby brings out the craziest people I mean I am a crazy person you have to be some type of crazy (laughs) to do it yeah but I just hope that like everybody who's like struggling with something that's like doing this hobby can like get through it and that um we can all stop like competing and like hating each other for like stupid stuff like I people have told me like not to say this out loud because it just sounds silly but I honestly do not have 
any problems really with anybody and I kind of feel like I'm like the I don't I don't even know how to say it just like one of the few people I know that like doesn't have beef and like I have friends of mine that hate the other friends and like I'm I just and I wouldn't even say I'm in the middle like I just try and avoid any type of drama Mm -hmm. like life outside of Instagram and your hobby is hard enough so I don't want to add unnecessary drama or like hatred or bad energy into a hobby that I love and I enjoy and that brings me joy I mean that kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it when you're like beefing or you're like competing or hating on another person who's just trying to do the same exact thing that you're doing so absolutely well said well said I literally got asked the other day like who do you not like in the hobby and I'm like I'm not gonna answer that quite like what do you mean like I'm not trying to be a a point of drama like this podcast is you know I, I try to be friendly with everybody unless somebody has a problem or they're doing something wrong you know like if you're doing something wrong yeah. in the, I, I want to call it a sport because I feel like it's a little bit, it, it takes a little bit of athleticism to do urban exploring. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're causing issues with other people, like for example, there are a few people in the hobby that I have heard really bad things about, like as far as like, you know, sexually assaulting people in abandoned buildings, which is like the f- fucking craziest thing I've ever even like considered to happen. But like if you're doing that kind of shit, like you you should be kicked out you should be blacklisted you know like you should have repercussions but other than like that kind of stuff like I think the beef and like canceling people I think it's ridiculous um and I really don't want any part of it and the fact that it sometimes comes to me because I have this podcast like I'm grateful people feel like they can come to me but also like I don't want to know really (laughs) like I I just want to be Switzerland over here like you know like just on in in the middle of everything but not like a part of the issues definitely definitely and that's like um I actually went to school and I was a therapist for a little bit like I worked in the mental health field wow. for a a decent amount of time and I'm like when pe- I I'm, I'm done with it like for I'm sure. done with it I don't want I don't want just my friends coming to me and like talking about my other friends and stuff like that like I love everybody in this hobby like there's been bumps in the road with like certain people but I honestly can say that I do like like or would like to be civil with everybody and um I don't know um if that makes me like crazy but um there was this one person that I had an issue with um that a couple people in the hobby knew I had an issue with um but I, he, he thinks I'm just like this terrible, terrible person and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I couldn't care less, dude. I'm like, I've, I've asked him. I've, I've, I, I, he, I haven't asked him directly. I, I, I'm friends with one of uh, his friends. Like we're all, I feel like this hobby is just like all mutual sure. friends that like hate each other For or sure. something. So like I'm friends with one of his buddies and I was like, hey, listen, like you can talk to him, tell him like no hard feelings like we can talk about it like be adults and he he just didn't want anything to do with it mm-hmm. so i'm like you know what sometimes you can't can't win them all like can't win them all you know you try your best and i i pride myself on just having my own integrity and knowing who i am as a person and i like who i am as a person and what i 
I don't I don't really bring much to the hobby. I just I'm just a big uh believer in just being nice to everybody and even if somebody like hurt me or whatever, I mean, there's nothing like talking it out or like being civil can't do, yeah. you know. I'm I'm not one to hold grudges or beef or be all upset over some petty stuff and especially not be all upset over a hobby you know yeah, yeah for sure like we're most of us aren't getting paid to do this like I hope people realize like there we don't have really anything to lose so like why why have all this drama this unnecessary drama it's ridiculous exactly um and ne- go ahead never used to be this way either that's true never used to, or e- either it never used to be this way or I was just so like out of the loop back in the day that I mean I was taking pictures of abandoned places I think I remember like up in the Poconos with I think an iPod touch you know <laughs> I'm like that's my era like, of two time. megapixels fuck yeah exactly oh, exactly oh the good old days the good old days <laughs> um and then the last question I have for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started all of this oh man there's so much like how to be smart about going to places like not parking your car (laughs) not yelling not like causing a ruckus on places that you could easily get like pretty heavy fines or arrested for like um another thing is just i honestly i still don't know how to use a camera but i wish i had better angles or knew how to even take a, a a good picture back in the day because looking at places that I've been to over the years that aren't there anymore mm-hmm. like all I have to remember them are the pictures that I have and that state hospital that I had the sp- the mom spider-man story yeah. at I don't I just have like a couple group pictures or like blurry tunnel pictures and I mean, we went late at night, so it's not like I could get the best shots of anything anyway, sure. but I just have a couple group pictures and some funny videos of us goofing around, but I, I wish I, like, my memory's so bad, like, I don't even, I, it was such a chaotic time with 10 of us in oh the building God. that I, I, I was more focused on the crazy things my friends were saying <laughs> or laughing about than I was on the atmosphere around me, so... Yeah. I guess I would go back in time and kind of want to revisit those places or at least get some better footage so I can at least relive the memory um, as time went on. Absolutely. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, if people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Um, Probably Instagram is the best bet. I don't have like Twitter or anything like that. I don't really use Facebook. So Instagram is the best bet for me which is just the morgan and ll page that i've had since middle school <laughs> all right y'all that was my episode with morgan i hope you guys enjoyed that episode if you did please leave a rating and feedback on the podcast it helps me out it helps us find a bigger audience of listeners just like you i can't thank you enough for listening to no tracers if you want to come on the show please hit me up at no.tracers on instagram or you can even email me at contact at no tracers.com and we'll get you on the show would love to hear from many different types of people uh next week's episode is going to be a crazy one i hope you tune into it lastly i just want to thank liquid death for supplying this podcast with water i appreciate it if you guys want to try liquid death 
get a case of water, get some koozies. Use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace.